Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The inbounds, and it's officially over. 112-107 is the final. Well, terrific job by the Kings to get back and provide us with some late-game drama, but you've got to credit Dwayne Wade with just a masterful performance with the ball game on the line. He hit two or three absolute clutch baskets before he made that steal to seal the deal. Yeah, this team will absolutely drive you crazy, won't they? Wow. Welcome into another edition of Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Jason Ross, and here we go again. I got messages, by the way, on social media. People are saying, hey, will the real Kings team please you know, show up, stand up, represent yourself? This is it, guys. This is the real team. This is the team that can beat a Warriors team that had 36 games above 500 with four All-Stars, and they can also lose to a team that's a game below 500 when they play them without their all-star and Jimmy Butler. That's who they are. They could beat the Bulls. I mean, excuse me, they could beat the Cavs. They could beat the Warriors. They could beat the Raptors twice. They could beat Memphis. And they can lose to just about everybody in the league. That is this team. And they're not going to be that team, the previous one that beats all the best teams all the time. And they're not going to beat all the bad teams all the time. They're not going to... Uh, this is who they are. This is it. This is the makeup. We're 52 games in. It's not going to change over the final 30. And a puzzling night, but a predictable night. How many nights have been like that in which they get down huge at home, rally, make it a two-possession game, and in this case, they tie it, have a free throw for the lead, and ultimately lose as they lose to the Chicago Bulls, 112-107. As I said, Jason Ross here. Welcome into Locked on Kings. Follow us on iTunes each and every day. Subscribe there. Leave us ratings. Leave us comments. Leave us reviews. Also, Stitcher and Audio Boom, all the different ways to find us on a daily basis, on demand, when you want us here on the Locked On Network and Locked On Kings. So today we recap Kings and Bulls. It was a wild game. Uh, lots going on there. Certainly lots for me to dissect as well. We'll get some player and coach reaction too. But let's listen back to how it all happened Monday night at Golden One Center. Carter Williams drives it hard right, dumps it out. Lopez set shot. He loves that shot, scores it, and it's now 14 unanswered by the Bulls. Timeout taken by Sacramento. We're at the midpoint of the first quarter. Chicago burying the Kings early, 20-5. to five. Free throw on the end one. Spins out, no good, but it's tipped in by Lopez. Reached right around the shoulder of Willie Gauley-Stein. And now the Kings trail by a whopping 17 points in the first quarter. It's 26-9. to nine. Gibson now finds Wade behind the back. Bounce pass. Perfect execution as Gibson got the jam. 
What an amazing pass from D. Wade on the left wing. 55-42. You couldn't draw that up and execute any better if you absolutely had to. Here's a drive into the paint. Drop off to Lopez. He goes to the little soft hook. He's got it, and the Kings are now down by 19. It's the biggest Chicago lead of the ball game, 64-45. to 45. Turnover, Sacramento, breakaway, Gibson, hammer jam. Kings trail by 21. Kings fans not happy, nor should they be. 66-45. to 45. Grant sidestep a defender, launch for three, score the three. Biggest Chicago lead of the night. It just continues. It is now 82 to 55. 720 and counting to Tolliver. Baseline right, rolls hard to the left and takes it to the rim and scores. Nice job by Anthony Tolliver. It's a 10-point game at 93-83. Come on, Kings. Here's Rondo driving. Behind the back bounce pass stolen by Darren Collison. Kings push, they have numbers. They lead it ahead to Barnes. Barnes takes it to the rim. Barnes with a basket. It's an eight-point game. It's 93-85. 650 to go. Timeout taken by the Chicago Bulls. Teardrop, it's no good. Kings scramble. Kings come up with it. Tolliver ahead to Barnes. No need to rush. Just balance and get a good move. In the far corner, uncovered for three. It's good. Ty Lawson. This is a three-point ball game at 93-90. 11 unanswered by Sacramento. Lawson now has 20. And this crowd has finally got reason to get excited. As do we. Cousins right wing, quick rainbow for three. He's got the triple. Cousins challenged by Gibson. Wanted the foul call as he fell to the floor. Didn't get the whistle, but it's a two-point game again. 107-105. They go to Cousins, right elbow. He rolls left. He steps right. He draws the foul. He scores the basket. This game is tied at 107. 30.8 seconds to go. And an and one is coming up for DeMarcus Cousins. Collison runs by as the first option. Here Cousins pops out, and the ball is stolen. Perfectly anticipated. Wade with the breakaway. Wade with the dunk. Chicago may have just sealed the deal. Dwayne Wade, what a spectacular ball game. Kings have got to go. 10.2 seconds. Here comes Cousins on the run. He's going to launch a transition three, trying to draw a foul. Air ball short by four feet, grabbed by the Bulls. This ball game is over. All right, so a 112-107 loss. My recap, it couldn't have been much worse of a start. So the other day I was playing you comments from Matt Barnes talking about a statement win against uh, the Golden State Warriors. Maybe this is the kind of game that could jumpstart him. And instead, the Kings came out with an 11-point quarter, their worst first quarter of the season, shot 5 of 20, 1 of 7 from 3, 6 turnovers, gave up 55% shooting and 27 points, and they were down 16 points to the Bulls without... Jimmy Butler, no life, no energy, no substance, nothing in that first quarter. Second quarter, the bench was better, though the deficit was still 60-45. to 45. But I like what the bench did. We saw an early run from Malachi Richardson. He had seven in that quarter. Kufis got going a little bit in that second quarter. And the bench was really starting to go. Tolliver, Barnes, Lawson, those guys played well for the Sacramento Kings. Then we go to the third quarter. And we'll have more on this coming up. But here's what was interesting. At the six-and-a-half-minute mark of the third quarter, so we're that far into the game, Costa Kufis scores. That is the first double-figure score of the game. Cousins was non-existent at that point, had a really quiet first half. 
Kings found themselves down by 27 points to the Chicago Bulls, a below 500 team that just a week or two ago seemed totally in disarray. They didn't have Jimmy Butler, and the Kings were looking at their second largest home court deficit of the season. They trailed Cleveland by 24, the Lakers by 26. This got up to 27 against the Bulls, the largest one, 29 to the Houston Rockets. They pulled a little bit closer to 85-69 by the end of the quarter. In that quarter, though, at the end of the quarter was the situation with Barnes and Cousins, along with Taj Gibson and assistant coach Jim Boylan. We'll play that coming up in a moment, where Cousins picked up his 15th technical foul. Then we go to the fourth quarter, and the Kings start to chip away. And they've done this, like I said, a lot this year. And they got it all the way to a tie game in the final minute. Cousins at the line. He did not convert the free throw. Then Dwayne Wade made some spectacular plays. Him and Michael Carter-Williams in crunch time made all the big plays. And Chicago gets the win. 112-107. Bulls shot 53%. They missed a bunch of free throws. Otherwise, they might have won this game with ease. Only at eight turnovers. All five starters in double figures. Led by the 31 points from Dwayne Wade. For the Kings, it was slow starting for the starters. By the end, Cousins at 18 points, 14 boards, 5 assists, 14 for Collison, 10 for Costa Kufis. The bench was great. 22 season high points from Ty Lawson to go with 4 boards and 7 assists. Matt Barnes nearly had a second straight double-double. He had 19-9-5. and five. But in the end, it's about the wins and losses, and Sacramento drops to 20-32 and 32 because they were chasing the game down by 27 points. Should have never happened that way. Um and we're going to get some reaction from the coach first and foremost. Here's Coach Dave Yeager. Right, it was a good basketball game, heck of a battle. You know, I'm really proud of our guys. Uh, they they don't quit. We keep fighting and fighting, and uh, was pretty ugly for for a large point. Uh, you know, to be down 27. Um, but with our injuries and everything, you know, we have to be really on point right from the jump. And uh, you know, we just spotted them too many points, and you know, I always feel like we got a chance to be around at the end, uh, but we got to be there right, you know, right from the jump. So, um, you know, a tough night. Um, you know, it's a little, it's a little tough to take, hoping to get in the back after uh, taking a loss at uh, at their place. Uh, you know, with the finish that they that they had, that was there. So, um, go ahead. You, you, you seem to ask a question today. You okay? You've seen a lot of games this year where you know you have a, a quarter, you fall back back behind by so much, and have to work your way back. What was it about tonight's group that that made it so much more? I don't know if special is the right word, but I mean you were seeing kind of a, a really spirited effort from a shorthanded group. Yeah, they're 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 playing hard. They play for each other, and um, you know we got contributions from uh, everybody up and down the line. Starters were were kind of a, a little bit slow uh, to get going, but after that, you know I think you know guys got going. You you called a timeout in the third quarter when you guys fell behind big time, and then you brought your star, you left the starters in there. Were you trying to make them uh, send a message to that group? Uh, no, I you know I yanked them in the first half, so I didn't want to in the second. You know what I mean? I mean you don't you don't do that very often, I don't think. Um, but you know I kind of did a quick pull in the first, and I, I didn't think it was right to to do that a second time. I wanted them to give it give them a chance to figure it out a little bit. Um, balls weren't going in they made some shots we couldn't get anything to go down for a while in in that quarter and then uh you know we got it turned around a little bit Dwayne Wade what's your thoughts on his his play in that last quarter coach well he's he's a tough cover I mean he, he put everybody in foul trouble and uh you know they uh 
he, you know, he got to the foul line a bunch, and and uh, you know I thought in the first half he had 11 points, um, but a lot of them were tough ones, you know, fadeaways and and stuff that you make you just try to make it tough. But you know if he's getting getting to the foul line that many times, I mean he's a, he's a stud, man. He's a he's a heck of a player. Coach Demarcus picked up his 16 tech late in the game. Uh, you have to assume that he's not going to play on Wednesday night against the Celtics. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a. <laughs> I've never seen an assistant coach get two points for his team. Uh, that's essentially what happened tonight. And um, the explanation I, I think would be best. Uh, you guys can ask the the question of the uh, of the officials, since I don't really want to say what he said to me about what he thought happened on the play, uh, and I haven't looked at it again. But um, my opinion. I didn't see the whole thing. You know, I saw Taj was kind of getting into it, and then, I don't know, somebody touched somebody and somebody got upset about being touched or pushed or, you know, and so then they go to the video and then they try to sort it all out. So, Yeah, it's amazing after the slow start what the team was able to do. I mentioned that they went 5 of 20 in that first quarter. After that, they went 36 of 59. That's a fantastic shooting percentage the rest of the game. So they executed better but just could not get the job done and now uh, find themselves with another bad loss, 20-32. and 32. Also from the coach, let's go to a player. Not many guys talking post-game, as you can imagine, but here's uh, Darren Collison afterwards. That's probably an understatement, um, inexcusable. So, you know, we don't put ourselves in that hole. You know, it probably gives a better shot to him. Internally, what was the discussion amongst you guys going from that heated moment at the end yeah. of the third as you guys go into that fourth quarter? I just keep plugging, just keep pushing away. You know, we knew we had an advantage, you know, throughout the whole game with our, with our pace. Um, it seemed like, you know, me and Ty, you know, kind of got us into a rhythm when we play a little bit smaller. And we was able to push the tempo, and I think that kind of benefited us. Um, but, you know, it just goes back to our first half. You know, we just got to do a better job of not digging ourselves that hole. What do you – what clicked? I mean, just what, what turned on? It was like a switch. Uh, it's, just, it's just energy. You know what I mean? It just seemed like, you know, when we first came out, we didn't have enough energy defensively or offensive. Um, and, and, you know, they just kind of took, took advantage of it. It just seemed like they were making every shot from their point on. Um, but, you know, we didn't play with enough pace. We didn't play with enough force, you know, and then, you know, when we started playing with a lot of more pace, you know, things started to click for us. Because it raced a 27-point lead. How tough is it to, to lose after making that huge rally? Yeah, it's, it's very tough. You know, I thought when Cuz, you know, got fouled, I thought, you know, we pretty much had the game. But, you know, Dwayne Wade played an unbelievable game. You know, you just got to take your hats off to him. Um, he's been doing that for a very long time. He had some tough shots. And it was pretty much vintage Dwayne Wade, you know what I mean? So we, you know, I think, but all in all, it just comes back down to our first half, you know, put ourselves in the hall. When you look at Wednesday's game, you probably will have to go without Cuz because he picked up a 16 tech. How difficult is that going to be? I didn't know that. Um, it's it's going to be difficult, but, you know, we've been playing with our backs against the wall, you know, all year. You know, with our Rudy being out, you know, Garrett, you know, Armory. You know, so guys, next man up, somebody has to step up and um, no excuses. You know, we got to go out there and produce and try to win the game. But we definitely got to play with a little better pace like we did towards the end of the game this game. All right, Collison saying words like inexcusable, the deficit shouldn't have been that large, lack of energy. Uh, I don't get it. I don't know why that was the case, but it was the case. This team just did not show enough fight from the get-go. Did an amazing job once they were down, got the building into it. 
but it was too little, too late. Now, with all that said, let's go to the big stories of the night. Uh, two situations. Cousins picked up technical foul number 15 and number 16. He will serve a one-game suspension Wednesday when the Kings play the Boston Celtics. So through 52 games, Cousins has hit that magic mark of 16. Remember, three have already been rescinded. But I want to first play the situation where gave him technical number 15. This is the one at the end of the third quarter. Rebound, Gibson back up and in with one second to go. Baseball pass, Tolliver, catch, shoot. No, he took a dribble. He didn't get rid of it in time, and that'll do it. Oh, they're going to count the basket from the backcourt. It appears the young official and Gibson is going crazy. Oh, man, he has to be restrained. Now Matt Barnes is up there. He's being pushed out of the way by Chicago security, and things are heating up here in Sacramento. Well, it's about time. 85-69 is the score at the moment. I believe the indication that triggered the ire of Gibson was a call from the deep backcourt that it was a goaltend. Count the basket. But clearly, Tolliver didn't get that shot off anywhere near in time for a goaltend to be counted, I don't think. Well, at least now teams are separated and headed back in the general direction of their benches. A lot of Kings fans came to their feet with that quick outburst. All right, now this was a strange play. I bet a lot of you, if you were at the game, saw it. If not, you saw it on television or maybe heard the G-Man, as we described there, uh, calling it. Taj Gibson was given the technical. Uh, The way I saw it, after that, the play should have been done. Gibson was upset. Let the Bulls have their beef. Let's see what happens to them, because at that moment, the Kings were closing the gap a little bit. They would have been rewarded one technical to start the fourth quarter, one a free throw, and even more momentum. Instead, Gibson is arguing, the Kings now are going towards their bench, but Matt Barnes and DeMarcus Cousins decide to get in it. And it looked to me like Cousins thought that they should throw out Gibson or other guys who were coming in to argue should have been given technicals. So they're looking for even more than was already called. A technical was already given. And to me, Barnes and Cousins had no reason being in this. Now, the other part of it that it makes it a little unique, Jim Boylan, the assistant coach for the Chicago Bulls, also gets in the mix. and he, It looks like he's trying to get people away, and he may grab Cousins and may grab Barnes in there. And those guys, um, I mean, it's not huge, blatant pushes, but they push arms away and hands away. So here's what I could tell you. Beside, I don't know what was said on the court. I can tell you what we get a chance, what we're privy to on the radio side. When they go to review the play, we get to hear, now we can't air it, but we get to hear what the officials are talking to the guys from the replay center just so we can communicate better of what's going on. So they want to look at the play. They evaluate that the play is fine. The technical is called fine on, on Taj Gibson. But we start to hear words like, What's Barnes and Cousins doing? They're uh, instigators, and that's a word that I mean. There's, there's the play is basically over with the technical given to Taj Gibson, and if anything more escalates, it's all going to be on the Bulls at that point. But then Sacramento gets involved, and the two guys that are involved are Barnes and Cousins. Right or wrong, whether you think they uh, deserve technicals or not, they have no business being there, none. And that's why I think the fifteenth technical came for Cousins, and part of it could be reputation. I'll even buy that, but that's not going to change until. His attitude changes. So he gets the 15th technical. Silly one, didn't deserve it, didn't need it. Or I I shouldn't say didn't deserve it. He didn't need it. And instead, the Bulls then start the fourth quarter shooting a free throw. Fortunately, they missed. But because the Kings were given two technicals, the Bulls only won. Chicago shooting a free throw. 
So now Cousins is already on alert. Then we get to the end of the game in which the Kings spend all this energy to come back. They're getting emotional. They're finally showing passion and energy. And then this happened. They got a technical foul just called and an ejection. And Cousins has just been thrown out of the ballgame. The young official, Tyler Ford, says, you're gone, son. And that's technical foul number 16. That means DeMarcus Cousins will not be playing against the Boston Celtics on Wednesday unless one of the earlier technicals happens to be rescinded. There's still that sliver of a chance, but that's to be contemplated later. Right now, Chicago savoring the fact that with one second to go, Wade will shoot the technical. You talk about a terrific clutch performance from Dwayne Wade. My goodness. So, Boogie gets the technical, his 16th. He was ejected. I know G-Man said, unless one gets rescinded, I doubt one will. Certainly not the last one won't. Uh, The 15th one, the one that I addressed earlier, I don't see it getting rescinded. That was one where the league, three officials at the game looked at it. A ref and other guys in the replay center looked at it. Uh, I I doubt that one's getting rescinded. So, I'm saying he is going to be suspended for the game against the Boston Celtics. And then you start to look at things. Here's some numbers for you. Over the last seven seasons, so the entirety of DeMarcus Cousins' career, here are the technical foul leaders. Blake Griffin has 70, Dwight Howard has 71, Russell Westbrook has 76, and DeMarcus Cousins has 104. This is an issue. It's been an issue. I've told you I'm not as concerned about technical fouls getting him in the game unless it impacts the game. This one um, didn't necessarily entirely impact the game, these two, but it will impact the next one. Cousins will not be able to play in the game. Uh, every two technicals after that, he will get another suspension. There's 30 games to go. Uh, he's averaging, I mean, he's bound to get at least two more, you would think. So there'll be more games missed. Um, I Technically, this team is in a playoff race, though I've told you I haven't really felt strongly about that, about this team. They don't have the look of a playoff team. And they're starting to... Um, lose important games and all the irony in all of this was on a day in which a report came out from I think ESPN's Mark Stein that Vladi Divac made his strongest statement yet that they are not going to trade DeMarcus Cousins um one this stuff makes it more difficult to trade two I don't think the organization should make any flat-out statements like that unless it's posturing by any means but then you you do have to evaluate things after situations happen when some have said DeMarcus has has handled things better this is year seven this is technical number 16 before the All-Star break. I, I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't see the on-court technical improvement. Again, I don't know that ultimately that's a deal breaker for me on, on whether or not you can go forward with him, but I've already expressed my opinions on how I think the team ultimately can get better faster is by making a trade. I, I think that's what they have to do. I've seen them try with DeMarcus. He's a fantastic player, but 20 and 32. Remember, the most wins ever is 33. A lot of people still blame last year on George Carl. What's what's this year? What's what's the issue? And it's not all on him. Never said it has been. But these situations just don't look good. There's constant arguing. Just constant, constant arguing. And tonight, in the game against the Bulls, he got it. He got the two technicals. So... The organization's in a pickle. Again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's the biggest decision they have to make. I'll restate my my stance on it. I personally would make. Well, I would trade him. I would personally. And if you do it, you better get that part right. 
whatever you get back in return better work out gloriously. Better be fantastic. Better help build to your future. If you elect not to and you keep them, you better get every other successful, every other successive move after this right as well. The players you choose to add with him, the coach that you have there right now in Jaeger, the stability you put around him, the contract you eventually sign him to, those all better make sense. They all better work right because right now they're just stuck in this area of, hey, look, they beat the Warriors. Hey, look, they lost to the Bulls without Jimmy Butler. Hey, look, they beat Memphis on the road. Hey, look, they came home and went one and six on a homestand. Hey, they beat Toronto twice. Hey, they uh, lost to the Lakers at home in, in their own building. I mean, so... This is the kind of stuff that, that has happened. Hey, look, they beat you know <laughs> a great road win, a good road trip. Hey, they came home and lost to the Phoenix Suns at the buzzer. And that's this team. That is exactly who this team is. A, a frustrating team, a team that has flashes. The, their flashes are in-game, you know, the good points and the bad points. The Chicago game is the perfect example. An awful first quarter, a bad first half, a bad two-and-a-half quarters, and an incredible finish ultimately to lose. Just a puzzle. It's frustrating. They're competing, but not good enough as uh, they fall 112-107 to the Chicago Bulls. We thank you for listening to another edition of Locked on Kings. Back again tomorrow to give you more of the latest news on Sacramento and what's going on around the NBA. Again, subscribe on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, all the different spots to find us. Tell a friend. Let them know we're out there. Give me suggestions if you'd like on Twitter at JasonRoss1140 or send questions to my uh, email for the Friday mailbag, jason.ross at cbsradio.com. Again, thanks for listening to another edition of Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.